A player that's interesting is Nick Abruzzese. Eric Francis, who is a reporter for the Flames, tweeted the other day that the Flames have had interest in Abruzzese for a long time because going back to his college days at Harvard, he played alongside Matt Coronado, who is a pretty good prospect for the Flames. So there's a connection there. The Flames have been interested. You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 189 of the Boys in the Booth podcast. This episode will be a solo episode with just myself, Chad Melbourne, not joined by Casey Abrams or Harper Cody because of scheduling conflicts, if you can believe it, with those two. So I'm going to try to do this all in one take, treat it like a podcast episode and not necessarily a standalone YouTube video. So we'll see how that goes and uh, let's get right into it. If you clicked on this episode, then you know what it's going to be about. We're going to be talking about Nikita Zadorov and the possibility of Bradtree Living acquiring him to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, here's some context. If you don't know already, the context surrounding this situation is essentially that Nikita Zadorov requested a trade out of Calgary um, shortly after the game against the Maple Leafs just a few days ago. And this came after Dan Milstein, his um, agent, posting on Twitter a couple of times, uh, essentially complaining about his ice time. And there were a few other cryptic tweets in there. But the bottom line is he requested a trade out of Calgary. And the Maple Leafs are one of the teams that have reportedly been interested in the player since the summertime. Obviously, there's the connection with Bradtree Living and Nikita Zadorov, him having been his general manager in Calgary prior to coming to the Maple Leafs. So that connection obviously has always existed. And as soon as Brad Tree Living got hired as the Maple Leafs general manager, the first thing I thought of was, okay, who is he going to try to pluck from the Calgary Flames when they are not in a playoff spot come the trade deadline? Well, I'm not saying the Flames aren't going to make the playoffs, but they haven't had the greatest start. And it seems like some of those conversations uh, have already started to happen with players other than Nikita Zadorov as well. So what I wanted to do this episode was go through a few mock trades that are on Cap Friendly's armchair GM. Uh, but before we get to that, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see that I have the defensive pairings up for the Maple Leafs, the the defensive pairings that they used in their most recent game. And listen, it's just not good enough. The top pair, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, that's been okay all year. Really, it's everything after that that has been a bit suspect and the reason that they're trying to improve uh, the back end. Giordano and McCabe was the second pair that iced uh, in the most recent game. And then Lagason and Klingberg was the third pair. So clearly, you know, a guy like William Lagason doesn't have much NHL experience. And a guy like Timothy Lilligren is on LTIR right now. So he would be in instead of Lagason. But even still, that top six is not a championship top six. So there's some work to do for Bradtree Living. John Klingberg wasn't as advertised. He has been 
just not good on both sides of the rink, mostly in the defensive end, of course, but even offensively, that was supposed to be a saving grace and it just hasn't been good enough this year. So a lot of problems with the Leafs back end going into this season. I predicted that they would probably score a bit more, but get scored on a bit more as well. Well, the the second part of that prediction has been happening and they're towards the bottom of the league in terms of goals against and expected goals against. So it's not a goaltending issue. It's not squarely a goaltending issue. There is something to be said for the goaltending in Toronto. We can have a conversation about that, but it, it's team defense, really. Um, and, and it comes down to the six guys who they ice on the back end uh, on a given night. It's just not good enough. So that's the context surrounding Nikita Zadorov. Let's get into a couple mock trades. And in my opinion, looking at these four um, armchair GM mock trade simulations, I guess you can call them, it, it goes from least likely to happen to most likely to happen. And shocker, the very last one is my own created mock trade using the armchair GM uh, simulator. And I think it is the most likely to happen, but let's get right into it here. Here's the first one. And this is submitted by hockey nutter and we'll, we'll just go through it. There's a big description here, but I'm just going to read the trade. So the trade is Nikita Zadorov along with Noah Hannafin and a fourth round pick going to the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Nick Abruzzese, TJ Brody, Pontus Holmberg, and John Klingberg, as well as a first-round pick in 2024, a third-round pick in 2024 belonging to the Islanders, and a fourth-round pick in 2024. So that's a lot to take in right there. Let's see what the lines would look like if this deal were to go through. First pair would be Morgan Riley and Noah Hannafin. Not bad. Second pair would be Zadorov and Lilligren. Not bad. Third pair would be McCabe and Giordano. One of those guys having to play their offside unless you want to play either Lilligren or Zadorov on the third pair and then they would play on the right side. Um, because Zadorov does both and Lilligren does just play the right side. And then Timmins would be the seventh D. So. What are my thoughts on this deal? I have to start with the fact that Noah Hanfin is included in this trade. And actually, you know what? Let me back up. Let's talk about what Calgary would actually want to get out of this trade from the Maple Leafs. They're not rebuilding. It's not like the Leafs are trading with a Chicago of last year, um, you know, where they got Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty and in exchange there wasn't many there weren't many players of substance let's just say the flames are going to want players in return here they are not the chicago blackhawks they're not a rebuilding team if anything they want to make the playoffs this year um and if that doesn't happen then they may go through a bit of a retool but it's just the reality in calgary right now with the contracts that they have locked up um for long periods of time they're not going to rebuild. So let's get that out of the way. Actually, someone reported to a, a couple days ago now that if all the Flames wanted were draft picks, this deal would have been done already for Zadorov. The point is they don't want just draft picks. They don't need draft capital. They need players on the ice who make them better. So this has to be, in a way, a bit of a hockey trade and not just um, dumping a couple players for 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 a couple picks. So. 
Going back to where I started, Noah Hannafin being included in this trade is interesting because I don't think the Flames would want to do that. Noah Hannafin is arguably their best defenseman. He's a really good two-way defenseman, uh, good in both zones, similar to Mackenzie Wieger. Those two are really, really solid for, for this team. And I just don't see why Calgary would give up Noah Hannafin if anyone if any of their players on the back end are going to stick around, I think they would push the hardest for Noah Hannafin to get him re-signed. He's the youngest of the three players that are in rumors to be to being trade traded. Uh, that Hannafin, Zadorov, and Chris Tanov are, are the three I'm talking about. He's the youngest of the three, and frankly, he's the best. So I just don't see that happening on the Maple Leaf side. A player that's interesting is Nick Abruzzese. Eric Francis, who is a reporter for the Flames, tweeted the other day that the Flames have had interest in Abruzzese for a long time because going back to his college days at Harvard, he played alongside Matt Coronado, who is a pretty good prospect for the Flames. So there's a connection there. The Flames have been interested most of the deals we're going to see today include Nick Abruzzese because of that connection. And frankly, he's a pretty good player. Um, still a young prospect, hasn't played many NHL games, but there is some potential there. I'm not saying that he projects to be a top six forward, but he projects to be an NHL regular, I think. And uh, if you connect him with his former running mate in or er, er, back at Harvard, maybe there could be something special there. But Nick Abruzzese uh, included in this deal makes a lot of sense. What doesn't make a lot of sense, a player being included in this deal, is TJ Brody. TJ Brody for the Maple Leafs has been incredible, really, since he got here. And I don't think that people outside of Toronto realize how good TJ Brody actually is. If you look at the Maple Leafs back end, they don't have much reliability. They have some boom and bust players, a player like Morgan Riley, who traditionally hasn't been the best defensively, although he's he's taken some pretty good strides over the last few years to do that. But TJ Brody has been a model of consistency and reliability for the Maple Leafs back end since he came to Toronto from Calgary in the first place. So I just don't know why the Maple Leafs would want to trade him. There's a money issue. Clearly, he makes a lot of money to make the cap work. Money has to go out, but I don't think they could afford it to be TJ Brody just because he's the number one penalty killer on this team. And the Leafs penalty kill has been struggling this season, mostly because they've lost some pretty good players on the back end, but it's 27th in the NHL. They lost some players like, you know, and this is dating back to, to over the last few years, but um, Jake Muzzin is a player who killed a lot of penalties and he's no longer uh, able to play hockey. Justin Hull, love him or hate him, was a great penalty killer for the Leafs, logged a lot of minutes, blocked a lot of shots and, and, and was really good at killing penalties. Uh, and then up front, Ilya Mikheyev, Pierre Engvall, uh, Alex Kerfoot, etc. These are all players who played a lot of penalty killing time for the Maple Leafs over the last few years, and none of them play for the Maple Leafs anymore. So if you get rid of TJ Brody, then your top power or or penalty killing unit is going to be what? Morgan Riley and 
Mark Giordano, the oldest active skater in the NHL. That's just not good enough on on a team with championship aspirations. So moving TJ Brody to me doesn't make a lot of sense, even though he makes maybe a little too much money right now. Going to uh, the third and fourth pieces in this trade, going to Calgary, Pontus Holmberg and John Klingberg. Holmberg, I'll just be brief. He's, he's a solid player, projects to be a good fourth line center with a, maybe a little bit of scoring upside. Um, but at this point, we sort of know what he is and there's not a ton of untapped potential there. I don't think anyways, he could be a useful player for the Flames, maybe get some depth scoring, but I don't think they're overly excited to receive uh, Holmberg in a deal unless uh, he's just a bit of an add-on, a bit of a sweetener. Number four, though, we'll go to John Klingberg. Clearly, this is the player that needs to be involved in this deal or flipped from the Leafs to someone else beforehand. I've seen a couple trades mentioning Klingberg going to uh, the Seattle Kraken because when he was paired with Alexiak in Dallas, the two of them really clicked and played really well together. So maybe something like that could happen. The Leafs and Kraken do have some experience making trades together. I mean, most notably the Mark Giordano trade, uh, who was their captain at the time. That doesn't make any sense still to me that they named a captain and then traded him at the deadline. But anyways, I digress. But John Klingberg is clearly the player that uh, needs to be moved off this team for cap space reasons. Because honestly, over the first, you know, through the first 15 games, you would be better off playing a a replacement level player um, just because Klingberg's uh, production hasn't been very good and he has just been abysmal on defense. So he's the player that has to go, whether it's in a deal or flip to someone else. And then you've got the three picks. So overall, I think the value here is leaning towards. Uh, Toronto's side in the sense that I think Calgary says no to this. They don't want to take on John Klingberg if they're not getting uh, paid handsomely for it. And also they don't want to give away Noah Hannafin, even if you're getting TJ Brody uh, in in return. Brody's older than Hannafin. He's frankly not as good. And uh, I just don't see it fitting for either team. So that's the first deal. I don't think it's very likely, but there are tons of deals out there on cab friendly's armchair gm so this is one i stumbled across i originally thought it could be interesting um and and could happen but now after thinking through it and uh and just thinking about everything involved I, i just can't see it happening Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity and I want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or to get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits and there's never been a better time to sign up. So when you visit our page at signupexpert.com slash boys in the booth, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through the link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. So if you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand in the meantime, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash booth. This podcast is sponsored by the best ticket app out there, SeatGeek. 
SeatGeek takes the confusion out of buying tickets, making it quick and easy to get the best deals on tickets to your favorite sporting events. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek using the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description down below to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. Let's go to number two. This is by gigs underscore O2. And this is an interesting one because here is the third defenseman that we've been talking about, Chris Tanev. Um, he is included in this deal going to the Toronto Maple Leafs at 50% retained, as well as Nikita Zadorov at 50% retained and a depth forward, depth center. The Maple Leafs have, you know, an abundance of centers, but you can always use one more in AJ Greer. Going to the Calgary Flames, John Klingberg, like we talked about, you need that money off the books. And frankly, if you acquire a player like Sidorov or Tanev or both, he just wouldn't have a spot in the lineup anyway. So uh, that makes sense to include Klingberg. Topi Niemela, who is the Maple Leafs' best defensive prospect, and honestly, I really don't want the Maple Leafs to trade him. And I'm hoping that. Bradtree Living does his due diligence and finds out sort of what he has in some of these prospects that he didn't pick himself. You know, of course, the scouting staff is is relatively intact from the Dubas days because it's still early, but I just hope that uh, Bradtree Living knows what he has in these prospects before trading them because I think Topin Yemel is going to be a really good NHL player someday. Uh, he's had a pretty good start in the American League so far and was great in Finland as a, a young defenseman. So he's included in this deal. And then Alex Steves is the third piece and then a first and a third. This deal, I think, doesn't really have much of a chance of getting done only because you're getting two really good defensemen, but also retained 50%. Um, going to the Maple Leafs, so Tanev and, and Sidorov. And we've seen in the past, to get that retention, you need to pay a pretty penny, at least at very minimum, a third round pick or or more. So I just don't think the value's there. Uh, even though the Leafs are including Topi Niemela here, I don't think he's as valued around the league as he is in Toronto because he hasn't been in North America for very long. And for the most part, you know, if a player isn't shining in North America, he's shining overseas, he kind of goes under the radar. Uh, despite the fact that Niemela has played against men for years now and has put up pretty good numbers uh, offensively as a defenseman uh, and had a great World Junior Tournament too. Nevertheless, I don't think the value is here uh, for, for Calgary. I don't think they're getting enough. Um, specifically because, you know, I don't really think they want to take on John Klingberg. That being said, you know, I think Klingberg has a chance to work in Calgary only because, you know, Calgary, despite the weapons that they have up front, have sort of struggled to score goals over the last couple seasons. And maybe having some offense from the back end would be uh, beneficial to them. But right now, uh, just taking a look, they're sitting in uh, sixth last in the league in goals for and ninth last in 
expected goals for. So it's not like they're getting completely and and utterly unlucky like they were last season. They're just not generating a ton and not scoring a ton. So maybe having a guy like Klingberg uh, would be a good thing. Not really sure if they're interested in that, but nevertheless, I think Calgary says no to this deal. They're just giving up too much. Number three, and this one was very interesting. This is getting closer to uh, my deal, which is coming up next, uh, that I proposed on Cap Friendly's Armchair GM. This is just titled, hmm, and Mikhail underscore Smith posted this. So thanks for uh, letting me take a look at it and evaluate. And by the way, on the Cap Friendly site, there are always terrible comments. And even on the one that I posted, there are just some bad comments of people, you know, usually fans of the teams that you trade with saying, you know, oh, that would never happen. And they're overvaluing over overvaluing their own prospects like every team does. So I'm not even going to bother reading the comments because most of them are just completely toxic anyways. But going back to this deal, the third one that I want to discuss today titled hmm sees chris tanev nikita zadorov both 50 percent retained and a fourth round pick going to the leaves in exchange for nick abrazese there's that connection um and i mentioned the the reason he's included in this deal flames really like the player john klingberg again just getting money off the books and could work in calgary if uh they're searching for some more offense from the back end Timothy Lilligren, I'm not overly happy about that piece being included, and a first round pick uh, from Toronto. So, the reason that I don't love this deal, even though it's pretty close to my own, is that I just don't see the, the Leafs giving up on Timothy Lilligren. It seemed like last year, and, you know, albeit under a different general manager, that the team sort of made their decision which young defenseman they're going to put uh, all their eggs in their basket. And the basket was Timothy Lilligren, not Rasmus Sandin. Lilligren has been better defensively than Sandin throughout their careers. He kills penalties. He's a bit bigger, stronger, what have you. I know he doesn't play uh, an extremely heavy game, but he moves the puck really well and has been a very serviceable uh, third pair defenseman who has the potential to move up the lineup uh, as the years go on in Toronto. And he's had a pretty cheap cap hit for what you're getting on the ice. So I don't like the fact that Lilligren's included in this deal, even though, you know, if you're Calgary, that can, that would be a player that they would be asking about. And a couple other players that I haven't even mentioned that Calgary would for sure be asking about would be Easton Cowan and Fraser Minton. And by the way, if the trade is just Nikita Zadorov, I cannot see either of those guys being included. Even if the deal is Zadorov and a player like Chris Tanev, even still, I don't know if one of those players will be involved just because the farm system that the Leafs have, the the draft picks that or the players that they've picked over the years, the class just isn't very strong and you need to hold on to those players. And I just don't think that tree living would be willing to do that, especially since, you know, Easton Cowan is 
quote unquote, his first pick. I mean, he was general manager at the time that the pick was selected. You can argue who made the pick, whether it was the scouting staff that, you know, was all hired by Dubas and, and what have you. But I really hope that Brad Tree Living has the, uh, the patience and foresight to keep some of those players. So I'll just say that about Minton and Cowan, but uh, go, going back to this deal here, let's take a look at uh, what the defense would look like after this deal has gone through. So Riley and Brody on the top pair, an all Calgary Flames second pair in Zadorov and Tanev, and then McCabe and Timmons as your third pair. So I see what this person did. They essentially picked Timmons over Lilligren because you know, he's a bit older, has a little less trade value, makes a little less money. In someone's opinion, they might say he does something similar to Lilligren with more offensive upside. I just don't know if he, if he, and speaking of Connor Timmons here, um, if he's going to be a player that is in the playoff lineup compared to a guy like Lilligren, I just don't know. Uh, he's a talented player. I just think Lilligren is is more valuable for his two-way game. And then, of course, Lagasin as the seventh D. He's kind of been found money for, for the Maple Leafs, even though you know he's only played a handful of games, but he's looked pretty good. Not very noticeable, which you know a lot of people say for, for a bottom pair defenseman, that is usually a good thing that you don't notice him. So this was the deal. I think this could happen, though I want it to be known that I wouldn't be ecstatic about it because you know i've kind of hitched my wagon to to timothy lilligren over the years and i would be sad to see him go okay going to the fourth and final uh trade proposal here mock trade this one was done by me on cap friendly's armchair gm uh simulator this is what i could see happening we know there's interest in Zadorov. We know Tanev is a UFA at the end of the year. The, those are two players who I don't think Calgary sees in their long-term plans, especially if they're retooling. But a guy like Hannafin, who I've already mentioned, I think is better than those two. Uh, I just can't see Calgary giving up on, on a guy like that. So this is the deal. Tanev and Zadorov, both 50% retained going to the Leafs in exchange for Abruzese. Like I mentioned, there's the connection there. Him and Coronado played at Harvard together and they played on the same line. So there could be some found magic there if Abruzese goes to Calgary, despite the fact that he doesn't project to be uh, a high-scoring offensive player in, in the NHL. He projects more to be you know, a bottom six depth scoring player at best, I would say. Uh, but there could be some magic there. Maybe they see something that other teams don't. Uh, John Klingberg, again, makes too much money against the cap and has been abysmal this year, but could work in Calgary. Um, could work in Calgary. And then Connor Timmins, who I mentioned, you know, is a serviceable player. I think he has higher offensive upside than a player like Lilligren, but is not as good defensively. Again, could be a better fit in Calgary if he's able to play more minutes. He's not going to be able to play many minutes in Toronto, especially when everybody's healthy. So I just see the Leafs moving on from Timmins uh, if another team like Calgary has interest. 
along with that, a first round pick from the Leafs, uh, a third round pick from the Islanders, and a third round pick from the Leafs as well, all included in that trade going to Calgary. I think Calgary here begrudgingly could accept this trade. They might want to add in another piece or two uh, just because of the uh, cost to retain the two players. It's just one season, but there is a cost involved to retaining two players. They might want to add in a player. Um, you know, maybe it's an Alex Steves or maybe the value's off even more than I think. And and they want a Topi Niemelo, which, you know, to be honest, I wouldn't be excited to see Niemelo included in a trade. But I think if you're getting both of those players, I don't know, I, it, it, it might make sense to do it if you're able to re-sign one or both of them. That's that's the key. I don't know if the Leafs have the money after this season to re-sign either one. And I think that's why uh, you don't want to overspend here. But, you know, if you can figure out a way to get one or both of those guys done, then the top six looks totally different going into next season. And I think you're pretty content to to maybe overpay a little bit to get tougher and uh, just more defensively sound on the back end. I forgot to mention, both of these guys kill a ton of penalties. Tanev especially is the number one penalty killer on the Flames, um, you could argue. And then Nikita Zadorov plays uh, on the second penalty killing unit there and blocks a ton of shots. And most notably, I would say what he is known for is throwing the body around, which a lot of players on the Maple Leafs uh, unfortunately don't. So I kind of broke it down. In, in terms of value, because there are a lot of moving pieces here. So you can see I wrote here in the description, again, if you're watching on YouTube and not just listening, uh, both Calgary guys are 50% retained because they're expiring UFA rentals. The Leafs likely don't have the cap space to re-sign. Again, if you can get one or both done, that would be ideal. But realistically, these are probably both rental players, so that's why you don't want to overpay. Um, and again, just going back to breaking down the value here, basically it's a first, a third, and Abrazese for Tanev at 50%. And then the second part of the trade is Klingberg, Timmins, and a third for Zadorov at 50%. And when I break it down like that, the deal seems legit. It seems like the value is, is pretty close. I mean, if you're a Flames fan, Tell me why you would say no to this deal. Uh, I feel like you're getting a lot of good value in return and you're not getting pieces that will help you rebuild. You're getting pieces that will help you retool. But feel free to tell me in the comments if, if you totally dis disagree. Uh, and I guess that's what I wrote for my third point there. Just saying Calgary doesn't want to rebuild. They want to retool. Klingberg can work. Uh, they don't generate much offense from the back end. And, you know, they already have solid defensive defensemen. So why not bring in some offense as well? And in terms of defensive D, I'm talking about guys like Hannafin, who play a good two-way game. Uyghur, who plays a really good two-way game. Uh, and, and some other players in there as well. Timmons is younger. Uh, he's an offensively talented project. Benefit from playing regular minutes. He won't get in Toronto. I guess I've already said that. So that's the deal. Let's look at the lines if this deal were to go through. And by the way, when making the money work um, for this deal, you know, I really did want to keep Connor Timmons because I think the more talented defenseman you can keep, the better because depth is king, especially in the playoffs. But it just wouldn't work 
with also keeping Ryan Reeves. You can argue that Ryan Reeves doesn't have a spot on this team, but I just don't think that Tree Living is willing to admit his mistake just yet. I think he's going to give Reeves the entire year, maybe send him down to the minors and and see if anyone claims him uh, at some point if they need to do that to make the cap work. But I think until then, until they're forced to do something, he's going to keep Ryan Reeves on the team even if he's only playing every other game or, or every third game, just because it was his signing, he wants to commit to it, doesn't want to admit that he was wrong quite yet. And then, you know, after this season, whether it's a buyout or he just doesn't make the team out of camp next year, it's really not that big of a deal. And, and Ryan Reeves continues to make, you know, 1.35 million and doesn't really impact the cap that much next year if he doesn't make the team. So uh, that's what I tried to do. I tried to keep Ryan Reeves on the team. Looking at the D pairings, I kind of just put this together. I don't know exactly how it would shake out, but I have Riley and Tanev as your top pair. Um, You know, an offensively minded guy partnered with sort of a two-way guy, but mostly defensive guy in, in Chris Tanev. Pretty pretty solid defensive defenseman. And then I have Brody on the second pair with Timothy Lilligren. Brody, of course, playing the left side, Lilligren playing the right. I think Lilligren's been that good this season. He needs to play in the top four. Um, but with that being said, I think the bottom two pairs will both play about the same. So there's not really a second and a third pair here. I think, you know, of course, Brody will play more minutes because he'll kill penalties and and Riley will play the most out of anybody because he he'll be back on on PP one, uh, and then Lilligren you know might play the same five on five, but then Jake McCabe might kill penalties before Lilligren does. So you know the minutes can be all sort of mixed up, but these are just how I have the pair set out. And then Jake McCabe on the third pair with Nikita Zadorov playing the right side, and then Mark Giordano as your seventh, but rotating in whenever he can. He he's the oldest active skater in the NHL right now, so it just makes a lot of sense for him not to play every night to be honest. You're going to have injuries throughout the season. I mean, we've seen right now that Lilligren is currently hurt and will be out for a little while. So, you know, in in if this deal were to happen today, Lilligren would be out of course and Giordano would be in. Um but it just makes so much sense for Giordano not to play every game so then when they eventually do get to the playoffs Giordano's fresh so is everyone else and it's not a problem so these are the four mock trades on cap friendly's armchair GM uh, simulator that I wanted to go through but let me know in the comments what you think about all four and which one you think is the most likely to happen. I mean, you know which one I think is the most likely. I think it's the last one that I put together, but I could be totally off on the value. And you know what? By the time I post this, a trade could have already happened. So we'll see. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this solo episode. These are a a bit different and, and sort of hard to do. I mean, it's just talking for 30 minutes straight but uh you know what it's fun because i get to talk about the maple leafs and no one can interject and stop me um but anyway thanks so much for listening and uh we'll talk to you next week hopefully with uh all three of us for episode 190 thanks again
This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at patreon.com slash boysinthebooth.